Bokar Tov. We are near the very end of Daf Tetzayin Muralef, and we continue our analysis of the entire parak of Mishnayot that describes the protocol for the the liturgy for the last seven fasts. Mishnah mentioned Amdubit Filam or etc. There's an expansion of that on the following in the following Brayta. Tanar Banan Amdubit Filaf Bishisham Zaken Vachacham. So even though there was a zaken or a chacham or a bal tzura, as we saw yesterday, that would be the one to get up and give the divrei musar and to try to convince people to um, persuade people and move them to tshuva, etc., the person who would daven for the amud would be an adam haragil. Ezehu ragil. So what is a ragil? Rabbi Yehuda Omer, metupal ve'enlo. It's got to be someone who has a lot of kids and he doesn't have how to feed, what with what to feed them. There's a lot of hard work. We'll see why is not the same as Simply we would understand again means that he does not have assets. We'll have to see what that means. Someone who is humble. Someone who is well liked by everyone. Means as Rashi says, he knows the Nigunim. He has a sweet voice. He's an expert in Tanakh. He's also an expert in all of rabbinic literature. And the notion is that he's able to weave both psukim and midrashim and halachot, etc. into his tefillah. He's an expert in all of the brachot. After this report of Rabbi Yehuda's description of Haragil, the realization that, of course, such a person is very hard to find, everyone looked at Rabbi Yitzchak Barami as someone who filled all of these conditions. Now, the question that I mentioned a moment ago, So, what is Beito Reikam? It could not be the same as Metupal Ve'enlo. It means his house is empty of Avera. In other words, he's someone who he and his family have a sterling reputation as far as their moral and religious uh, standards. Meaning, even when he reached his parak, meaning he reached his his uh, his entrance into adulthood, he already had a good reputation and never tarnished it. No skeletons in his closet, in other words. And God says, my uh, my inheritance was like my leg, my my land, etc. was like a lion in the in the forest. It has sent up a voice, and therefore I hate it. Am I not now allowed to call out? What is that? Amar marzut bartuvi amarav amilam rabbi chama amarav lazar zeshleach tzibur really finativash ino agun an inappropriate zeshleach tzibur someone who does not fit all these qualifications, who is sent to be the agent of the community, God. Um, and this is the one who's sending forth the voice, God rejects it. The next line in the Mishnah is that this Adam Haragil uh, says 24 brachot. The extra six. Now, when we went through the Mishnah yesterday, we noticed that even though it says six, they count seven. How can you say there's six or seven? After all, the Mishnah then lists one, two, three, four, five, six, and then the seventh, the Chatima of which is Baruch Marchem Alaretz. What it means by the seventh is the seventh 
starting from the the extended Brachav Goel Yisrael. In other words, the regular Brachav Goel Yisrael gets expanded with a different, with a same Chatimah, Brachat Hashem Goel Yisrael, but with Misha, Ana, Nusach, etc. And then there are six more. So this is the seventh, starting from them. Ketanya, Goel Yisrael, Ma'arich, now, that's the brightest so far that fits as a good expansion of the Mishnah. Following that, though, the Chazana Knesset, the Gabai, as it were, calls on the Kohanim to blow the shofar, and then they blow the shofar, and then they do the next bracha. Alright, exactly as we saw in the story in the Mishnah, and now we see that what the Mishnah reported in the story, a first tiku and then hariu, it alternated. So there were four tikus and three hariyus. This is only outside of the Mikdash. In other words, this story goes against the opinion of the Chachamim as reported in our Mishnah. Mikdash ain't okay. In the Mikdash we don't do this. The Mikdash. We will see why. But we do not answer Amen to a bracha in the Mikdash. So this Pasuk in uh, Sefer Ezra uh, says the, the calls upon the people to get up and um, and to bless Hashem min ha'olam v'ya'ad ha'olam from this world to the next world and they should give bracha and praise Him for every bracha and praise. I might think that for all the brachot there's only one praise, a singular praise for all of them. He's exalted for every bracha utila, meaning for every bracha give Him praise which means that you have to say some sort of a praise when you hear any bracha. So what was the praise said? So they would say, they wouldn't say Baruch HaTashem. Baruch HaTashem Gol Yisrael. Rather, Baruch HaShem Elohim Elohim Yisrael in Olam Aviyan HaOlam Baruch Gol Yisrael. That second Baruch is a little bit awkward. What was the response in the Beit HaMikdash? Just as we saw in Masachet Yoma in the description of the Avodah, Response was Baruch Shem, etc. Chazana Knesset Omer lahem Tiku Hakohanim Bnei Aron Tiku Chazer Vyomer Mishanat Avraham Bahar Moriyahu Inatcha Mishmal Kol Tzakatchem Ayom Azeb Rachatay Hashem Elohei Yisrael etc. etc. Zocher Nishkachot. This is now the description in the Mikdash. So the second bracha of the added brachot, uh, which is really the first of the added six, and Zocher Nishkachot. And on the Haron Rachem Kol Tzal Lamved. Chazana Knesset so this is uh, the Chazana Knesset was the fellow in the Mikdash whose job it was was to coordinate the proper tefilot. So this is now the parallel brayta, the parallel sec- section of the brayta that describes how this tefillah would take place in the Beit Hamikdash. This is what they had in Sichnin up in the Galil. And this is exactly the report we had in the Mishnah. Of course, we have a truncated version of the Mishnah with all of these descriptions. But Chachamim said that we only do this. Now, we don't know what the this is, 
We only do this in the Harabayit and not outside of the Harabayit. So, what was it that the Chachamim were bothered by that Rav Hanim Tradion did in Sichni that uh, they said should only be done the Meit Hamikdash? Here we have a big machlok of Ishonim, whether or not it is the uh, avoiding saying Amen and that they had them say Brachshim from Machotolam Ved, or that they blew in between the Brachot, or that they said the Mishana separately. Um, in any case, there is uh, there is a as we call it tispochet, a very uh, many different opinions um, uh, as to what the difference was and what was the chachamim chachamim's opposition. One of the opinions, by the way, is that they blew a blowing shofarot as part of a fast day is something that only happens in the mikdash and outside of the mikdash it should be done only with chatzotzrot. Alright, so we have a, um, a the following writer that explains where do you add those six? Ben Goel So the bracha Goel Yisrael is expanded. Exactly the same bright that we had. Good, so it's a parallel bright. Tana Rabbanan. So this is again in the Mikdash. This expanded wording. And again, remember, now notice they would say tokin mriin and mriin tokin umriin, which means there'd be a trua and a tkiyah and a trua, as opposed to earlier on it would be tkiyah, trua, tkiyah. So according to this version in the mikdash, there were really three sounds after each one of the brachot, and they would alternate which was the middle sound. Uh, which means now tiku and hariyu are not interchangeable. Evidently, these two events, one in Sipor and one in Sichni, were well known, and there's several bright, several versions of what happened. And reading this bright, one might argue that it's only in Harabayit that they have the Tkiyah, Truat Tkiyah, as opposed to a simple Tkiyah that is done outside of the Mikdash. Tov, in the, continuing in the Mishnah, we had Rabbi Yehuda Omer, that he disagreed and said there is no zichronot and shofarot, but rather you have the passage from Shlomo's Tefillah and the Divrei Yirmiyahu about Sarot. So why does he say there's no zichronot and shofarot? zichronot v'shofarot, so Rosh Hashanah and Yovlot, which we dealt with at length at the end of Rosh Hashanah, Yovel, meaning Yom Kippur of Yovel, have the same tefillah fr- uh, framework, which is 
the first three brachot, and then Kedushat Yom with Malchiyot, and Zichronot, and Shofrot, so with Yovel, and also when we go to war, based on the passage of Mamid Bayod, take a look at Rashi here, we do the same framework. But we don't do that at Ta'aniyot. Al-Rishonahu, Omer, Mishonat, Abraham, Rechulei, in the Misha'ana L'Shmuel B'Mitzpah, the Chatima is Baruch Shomayat Tza'aka. And with Eliyahu, it's Baruch Shomayat Tfilah. And so there's some who switch it and who say that Baruch Shomayat Tfilah in the case where Shmuel is mentioned and Baruch Shomayat Tza'aka in the case where Eliyahu is mentioned. So Beishimah Gabi Shmuel Aktiv Beit Tfilah. Right, you have both phrases in, in the case of Shmuel calling out for the uh, the rain and the thunder in that uh, in that story, and therefore we could use either term. You don't have the word But what did Eliyahu say in Parak Yudchet? They said, Hashem answer me, and uh, the famous Trashot on that in the fifth parak of Rachot. So the answer is that is. Clearly, from context, that means he's calling out and crying out. Um, so now they ask a chronological question, because all so far, everything has been in order. It started with Avraham, and then Kriyat Yamsuf, and Yehoshua, etc. And then the last two, though, were out of order. The sixth one is Yonah, and the seventh one is David and Shlomo. So the Gemara asks, Mechta Yonah bato David and Shlomo have. Yonah came after David and Shlomo. My Tama Maktim Leberesha. So why is the order reversed? We should divide the Mechtamar So as Rashi points out, David and Shlomo are the most appropriate mentions or reference in the context of Merachem Aretz because they built the Beit Hamikdash and because that's the Ikara Aretz, etc. Um, and uh, and therefore we and because the entire context of the fast is because of a lack of rain, and we want to mention that Hashem has rachamim over Eretz Yisrael, and therefore we want to end the series with Baruch Merachem Alaretz, and so therefore we have David and Shlomo last. Tana Mishum Sumchus Amru Baruch Mashpil Haramim. That Sumchus says the Chatima of that last bracha is Baruch Mashpil Haramim. He who takes the high ones and and knocks them down. Uh, because after all, the effect of the drought is that uh, we are, have had our hubris taken away from us, and we are no longer so confident in our own power. And that, of course, is the whole point of the of the tshuva that we are supposed to be supposed to be experiencing at this point. So, if everyone should have a wonderful day. And Hashem, after Shabbos, we will complete the second parak of Masachet Taanit. Shabbat Shalom.